You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Chime Time, here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Fresh off his appearance on the Mud at Night program last night. He is free of jury duty. He is Chris Shine. Good morning, Chris Shine. How are you, buddy? Oh, thank God. I am a free man, Mud. It's a beautiful thing. I am wonderful today. It's a crisp, crisp, crisp oh. Saturday morning, fall Saturday morning. Uh, I'm ready to make some football picks. That's what I'm ready to do. Hey, Shine, good uh, jury duty joke. Uh, I hope you're not guilty of bad picks. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve a rim shot for that one. Might oh, have God. to sequester you. <laughs> Oh man, hopefully I get acquitted. Oh boy, it's good. Oh, send, I'm good at this. Send these to Fitzy. He can, he can use me. <laughs> oh God. Oh, uh, so we are. Uh, Car- uh, my oldest got his haircut today. We have soccer nice. at twelve thirty. Flag nice. football at three thirty. We found out if we win uh, the the younger uh, my younger son's game, Ben. If we win. Very good chance to play for the championship a week from now. Thanks for oh, three, hell yeah. three team tiebreaker. So there's some nervousness in the house right now. Okay. And then uh, after we have not gone for a while, probably since COVID, hibachi dinner, shine time. Do you, oh. do, do you like the, I love the hibachi. Sit around, the guy's doing the. Dinner and a show and he does like oh, a volcano yes. and like, yeah. I'm into it. I'm totally into hibachi. I think hibachi is awesome. Uh, I will have a bet on a college game today. Bonus bet right now before we start. I'll have this uh, on today. Thanks to uh, my guy, Brad Bryant, Bomber Brad. For those who don't know, he's the GM of FanDuel Sportsbook down at Mohegan Sun. I'll be there two weeks from today for Breeders' Cup. Hope to see you there. Chime and I will be doing, I confirmed, a live podcast there at some point. So that'll happen uh, hopefully around uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, save the details. Um, Okay. He has made 14 picks on my show. He's 10-4. and which would be good anyway. Wow. Yep. All 10 winners, Shine, have been dogs. He only he has picked four, 13 of the 14 picks he made on my show have all been underdogs. Holy shit. He picked, he picked Cleveland against Atlanta that day. They were laying a point. They lost. So it's one one of his four losers is a favorite. Yep. Of the 10 winners who are dogs, seven have won outright in college football. Wow. So seven outright of 10, all 10 are underdogs. His pick, for those who are wondering, Oklahoma State plus six and a half today against Texas. He also okay. likes them on the money line. So if you okay. want to, I, I will apologize. You may have missed it because past performance is not indicative of future results. So we may have missed the heater, but I got a tweet today asking about this. So Bomber Brad is on Oklahoma State plus six and a half. He also likes the Bears plus the points Monday night. Wow. He had to make okay. He admitted it's not like one of his five-star plays, but Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, when I drive to New Hampshire post-soccer today, I'll be getting that in. It's a free one for the people. Look at that. I think that's excellent. Well done, Bomber Brad. Keep it up. Uh, I might have to go play Oklahoma State myself here. Did you have any? Oh, were you sequestered or anything Thursday night? I had um I had uh Saints first half. They're winning 14-6 and Dalton threw back-to-back pick sixes and I lost. So <laughs> that is uh, that is I'm, a I'm bad still, beat. I'm still stunned right now. I know. Yeah, I didn't get anything in. I didn't get home from jury duty on Thursday until after seven o'clock at night. Oof. Um so I uh, did not get to any chance to place any Thursday night bets. I didn't get to watch anything Thursday night. I did, however, get some bets in last night. Uh, hit on the Celtics. Love that. Nice. I, I yeah. missed on a big Celtics 
uh, same game parlay by Marcus Smart since he basically didn't play the second half. So good job by me. That's what I get for betting on Marcus Smart. Uh, and then yeah. uh, the pick for you today, uh, Bruins money line at home for the Wild. Uh, let's let's roll beast. Let's go. Uh, yeah, one, one o'clock, little matinee. Correct. Saturday matinee. Yep. Uh, what a what, again, awesome day to be in the city. I'm sure excellent fall day uh, in New England. Uh, Shime, I went three and zero last week. Correct. Reno? Yes, you did, Mutt. What yes, is my season record? What is my season? Uh, your record? season record now nine seven and two. Okay, so we're well done. We're, get, we're grinding. We're grinding. Uh, Shine did not have a good week. He went one and two, so I know for sure uh, I get to go first. Correct? <laughs> yes, that is correct. And I'm using lines I used yesterday on Merloni four A and Mego. I go on there and make picks. Where I was by the way four and zero with them. I gave the bonus pick Ooh. of the under Jets and Packers. So I you're de- you want to you can either toss or tail this week or trail. I would probably toss my picks because I went four and zero last week <laughs> yeah, and made real money. Right. So this is this is the natural fade away. Uh, I had the last night the uh, the line was six and a half Bengals minus six and a half against the Falcons. Has that moved at all? For sure. Uh, that line has not moved. It is still minus okay. six and a half. Uh, uh, I'm going to start with my the way we do it. Uh, picks go in order of three, two, one points. We just do that um, so that we can see who goes first the next week. So I get to go first. I'm nine seven and two. What is your record on the year, Krishan? Uh, my record is a miserable seven and eleven so far this year. Not great. So all right, we're so we're we're doing okay. So we root for each other. The podcast. Uh, we start first with the Bengals lane six and a half at the Falcons. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. I mentioned this yesterday with Lou Christian Amego. They are six and zero oh against the spread to start the year. They're much better than I thought they were going to be. I thought they would suck. Yep. There's only four teams that've ever started the NFL season seven and zero oh against the spread. The Falcons are not going to be the fifth team. I, I don't believe that. I believe they've been one of the luckier teams in the NFL. I believe you look at their DVOA, 29th defensively. They get no pressure on the defense. Evan Silva run, uh, established the run 1.2% quarterback hurry rate. Like they don't get after the quarterback. Burrow's going to have a nice clean pocket uh, in this game. Casey Hayward, the number two corner for Atlanta, is out for the on the IR at least. Uh, AJ Terrell, the number one corner, thigh injury, supposed to try to play through it, but we'll see. Uh, I really like the idea of the Bengals sort of rounding in a form. They started slow. Uh, you saw Jamar Chase explode last week. I see. I can see both he and T. Higgins having good games, and Joe Mixon, who I think is in line to have a good game from a daily fantasy standpoint. Uh, I think I'm going to play against Atlanta and their lucky start. I think the Bengals are a team on the come. Give me the Bengals minus six and a half against the Falcons. My first pick on the board. Yeah, you and I had very similar thought processes in our first pick. Like, I, too, went to this game, but I'm actually going to go with the total. I'm going to go with the over 47. Um, mm. I just... I felt awkward about trying to bet uh, against a team that is currently undefeated against the spread through six weeks. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't convince myself to do that, but I did love the over in this game. I think both teams uh, are going to score points. Like you said, Joe Burrow is going to have a clean pocket. If AJ Terrell doesn't play, Jamar Chase might have another breakout game. We started similar to last year, right? Jamar Chase started really slow, and then that second half, even second two-thirds of the season – he just lit it up. And last week could have been the start of that and continue into this week. Um, so I, I think Cincinnati has an opportunity here to really blow up and score 30-plus. And then Atlanta, to their credit, all they want to do is run the football, but it's working for them. Uh, you know, and, and they're scoring points left and right. I mean, Mariota had, what, one incomplete pass last week? Uh, something yep. ridiculous like that. Uh, so I I, I – I really like the over in this game because I think both teams are going to score a lot of points, and I simply just couldn't go against the team that's six and zero against the spread. It's a super public bet, Sean. I, I not don't disagree with it. It started at like forty four, moved up a bunch of points 
since the look-ahead line opened. Uh, 54% of the bets and 93% of the money right now uh, is on the over, and I would lean over, too, uh, in yeah. this game if I had to pick a, a, a total. So is that is that your top pick, or is that the three-pointer? You're going yeah, that's totally? my three-pointer. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Um, is Denver still a one-point dog, or is that thing gone to even? Or one-point favorite, or is that thing gone to even against the Jets? They are still a one-point favorite at home for the New York Jets. Again, I want to go against lucky teams. I think the Jets at four and two. Um, I think it's a fraudulent four and two. Shime, I really do. Give me the Denver Broncos laying a point at home against the Jets. Uh, we saw Denver last week defensively. Uh, I know they didn't beat the Chargers, but they forced overtime. They covered that uh, number that was way too big. And it's a public It's a public thing, right? There's two things going on here. One, Denver's underachieved massively. Massive. Uh, people don't want to bet against them. And Russell Wilson might not play in this game. I don't care if he plays or not. When he's played, he's not been great anyway. Uh, so I think it's a defensive game either way. Uh, Denver comes in. Uh, they're both pretty close from a DVOA standpoint, 14 and 15 respectively. But the Denver defense, number two DVOA. Yeah. The Jet That's offense is number 23. Uh, and I'll tell you what, since Zach Wilson has come back, they have tried to protect him at all costs, Sean. They run 75, oh, excuse me, 175 offensive plays, mm-hmm. 95 runs, 80 pass attempts. Yeah. Like they want to give it That's to Hall right. and Michael Carter who splits in. Uh, they might know that Zach Wilson's not very good. They got some drama in their receiving core. Elijah Moore is not going to play. He did the all-time dumbass thing. The team's on a three-game winning streak, and he asked for a trade, which is pretty so stupid. stupid. I like some props in this game later. Um, and by the way, the world is on uh, the Jets at last check. Let me just double. I can uh, no, up. so from what I can see right oh, now. It's, well, it's flipped. It's flipped. 69% of the bets are on the Jets, but – 64% of the money is actually on the Broncos. So you're on the side of a lot of sharp money. I'm on the right side then. Yep. The sixty, the 69% of the money is probably one of the, I'm guessing the most, uh, the Seahawks are taking a lot of money. Pat, Patriots, it's the Jets are fourth or fifth, but they're taking a lot of bets, but I'm on the right side of the money. You're right, Shime. So uh, I know it's an ugly game. I know I might get Brett Rippon in this game. I'm not, it's not going to auto my pick. If I get a better line overnight with the Brett Rippon news and it gets to Denver plus points, I will jump back in. Yep. Uh, but give me Denver, at least for now, laying a point against the Jets. I don't believe in their four and two. I want Denver at home in this game. Yeah, I can't bet on any Denver games, so I give you credit for being able to do it's so. It's ugly. It's not it fun. Is, it not is fun. as ugly as ugly gets. Uh, my next pick, I'm actually going to go with the Tennessee Titans laying two and a half at home Woo! for the Indianapolis Colts. I this is a spot Mike Vrabel should always win. Uh, I don't buy the Indianapolis Colts either. I think Matt Ryan has kind of held together that offense by like threads and sticks and it leaves. I don't oh, even yeah. know how he's doing oh, it. Yeah. Um, and and I so I don't really just buy Indianapolis as a team. And I think Tennessee is actually better um, than what I thought they were. So I, I have a feeling at home they're going to beat up on a team they've already beaten. Tennessee wins this game and they give themselves such a good cushion for winning that AFC South. So I think this is a game they have to have. Give me Tennessee laying two and a half at home for the Colts. Uh, I looked at it, obviously getting Tennessee off the bye. Um, I wonder, I know he's had good success in the past. Um against that Colt defense. Is it a Derrick Henry week, do you think, Sean? Are you betting on this thinking Derrick Henry is uh, the guy there with Tennessee? Not necessarily. I, I just I, I think it's more of a Tennessee defense week, if anything. Like, this is a game I would project. Like, if You're I can find it. Like, I definitely want to bet on Matt Ryan to throw a pick. I want to bet. If I can bet on Matt Ryan to fumble the football, I want to do something like that. <laughs> like, I think this is going to be a defensive game from the Tennessee Titans. All right, uh, let's go to number three for me. And I, I will admit, I don't love the board, and I took a while to get to 
uh, this point right here. Uh, I'm going to lay the six and a half with the Cowboys uh, against the Lions. Um, Detroit's defense, as we know, one of the worst in the NFL. Uh, Dallas defense giving up the third fewest points all year and also have 24 sacks, which is the most. They, the Lions offensive line has been okay, but they have not faced a test like this. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys offensive line is awesome. Uh, ranked number six in Brandon Thorne's rankings. The Detroit defensive line is 29. Dak Prescott is back. Super clean pocket. They're going to want to get him involved. Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. I even think Zeke Elliott, a prop that you mentioned, uh, you'll probably mention it later on when we get the props. I, will. I think I will. he and Tony Pollard are factors here. I think the Cowboys win this game convincingly. I hate the idea that I'm laying points in all three of my picks uh, here this week. I, six and a half, I don't love, but I don't love the board. And I think the Cowboys are in a great bounce back spot with Pre Prescott in, Cooper Rush out. And the Lions still aren't healthy. Like they're still, DeAndre Swift is still banged up. Josh Reynolds is still banged up. Their defense still stinks. Uh, I don't care they're coming off the bye. Give me the Cowboys laying six and a half with that defense against the Lions in what people think is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm not as convinced. I want to see the Lions do it against that pass rush of Dallas on Saturday, on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, 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 this is a stay away game for me. I need to see what Detroit is off the bye, um, and I want to see gotcha. what Dak is in, in, in quite possible in his first game back. I want to just see what this offense looks like. Um, but I, are you I, worried I'm, about Dak at all, though? No, I, I don't I'm not worried I, at all. I don't think I'm worried. I don't. Like the, the the Cowboys offense hasn't been great, so like I don't think even if Dak comes back, it's not going to be worse. If anything, it's going to be marginally better. Oh, it'll be better just it'll until be better. he gets into a rhythm. But uh, I, I definitely think it'll be better off off the gun here. Um, I agree with you. The board this week isn't the most ideal. Uh, so my next pick, I'm actually going to take the Giants at plus three. Uh, it was plus three and a half last night, which I liked a lot better. It's down to three. I'm hoping it gets back to three and a half, but for now I'm going to take it at three. I'll take the three points. I don't think Jacksonville is as good as we want them to be. It's a bit of wish casting, if you will. Um, I know they're at home here, but they've just had bad week after bad week after since, since laying the beat down on the Colts. Um, they just haven't been good. And, and so I don't, I, I know the giants don't have a ton of talent, but between Saquon Barkley and the coaching that Dayball has done and the way this defense just blitzes nonstop, Kayvon Thibodeau looks like he's going to be an absolute smash pick uh, for the Giants. So I, I, I'm I, I'm starting to like the Giants. I think they're still a fraud 5-1 and one team, but I think they're outright better than this Jacksonville team. So give me the Giants getting three points in Jacksonville. So I was leaning the Jags, my third pick here, and I'll give you a historical stat. And I know historical stats, like when you hear these from, from people that do sports betting or sports entertainment or wage entertainment, whatever you want to call it, yeah. like I kind of roll my eyes. So I, I don't love all these stats, but this one, I, I took half a breath. and like, okay, I, I, can't, I can't bet into this. The Jags have lost, this is according to the Action Network, who do an unbelievable um, betting primer each week. You should be subscribed. Yes, it's free. Do. It's a newsletter. You should be subscribed. You're not. You're missing out on some awesome data. Um, the Jags have lost 18 consecutive games straight up against the NFC shine. Yeah. They're two and 16 against the spread. Yep. In those. And I don't think they stink. I think they're probably properly rated. And I think Trevor Lawrence with good coaching is actually showing he's a good uh, uh, quarterback, but Holy mackerel since 2012, four and 39 against the NFC eight and 35 against the spread. I That's couldn't so bad. I could. I, I think the giants, are playing above their level. I agree. But I couldn't stomach these. This is some, you're not, you find hard pressed to find these extreme historical splits. I couldn't <laughs> do it. So you're probably, I don't know if you're on the right side, but I couldn't bet the Jags this week. Yeah. No shot.
Um, all right, so I, my three, two, one in order. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals laying six and a half against the Falcons. Denver laying a point for now against the Jets. That line will probably move if it's Brett Rippin at the <laughs> helm. Uh, Cowboys laying six and a half against the Lions. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, I have the uh, over 47 in Atlanta, Cincinnati. I got Tennessee laying two and a half at home for the Indianapolis Colts. And I got the Giants getting three points in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. All right, let's start with the prop, Shime. You got a better props record than I do. So I'm going to let you go first here with uh, okay. pick a game you want to start with or a prop you want to start with today. Yeah, let's go right back to that uh, that Jets-Denver game uh, because yeah. that's the first uh, first Good. prop that I have. My favorite oh, prop of the week. Too. Good. Uh, yeah, I want I want Brees Hall over two and a half receptions in this game. Uh, if you haven't noticed or haven't if you've been living under a rock, Brees Hall is awesome. This guy plays; he's so much fun to watch. He's explosive, he's dynamic, and the Jets are trying to get him the ball any way they can. He's mm-hmm. getting receptions out of the backfield. He's getting weird trap runs, end arounds. Like they're doing everything they can get to get the ball into Brees Hall's hands. And I think against a really good Denver defense, Zach Wilson is going to check down to Brees Hall at multiple opportunities. They're even going to design pass plays, I bet. Screens or whatever to get Brees Hall the ball, which two and a half is such a low number here. I want the over on this all friggin' day. Give me Brees Hall over two and a half receptions in this game. All right, so you and I talked on Monday night last night about my prop in this game, which DK has reposted, so it's there for you right now. I want want Corey Davis over two and a half catches at minus 105. Um, and the, the thought process here is no Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, and Corey Davis likely, in my opinion, Shime, play every snap in this game. Now yeah, they're, yeah. they're saying they're going to mix in Denzel Mims. That guy has been on mothballs. Like he, there's been trade talk around him. I think was he a first round pick or a second round pick a year ago? He's a high draft pick. Uh, I think he was a third round pick. He's just been sitting there doing nothing. Uh, they're going to go with their two guys, which are Garrett Wilson and uh, Corey Davis, who they spent money on last year in free agency. And you brought up the pushback, and, he, and it was Patrick Sertain, who the second, who was really, really good defensively. Yep. He might match up against Corey Davis. Maybe he will. However, a couple of years ago, I don't know if it was the national title game or the final four, Alabama, Ohio State, Sertain grabbed Garrett Wilson in that game, playing for Alabama against Ohio State's Garrett Wilson. And I think Garrett Wilson's a better receiver, probably skill wise, than Corey Davis. So I know I, I am gambling on the idea that maybe. I get one of the best man-to-man corners in the league guarding my guy. Yep. But I think the Denver Broncos will look at Garrett Wilson being better. Let's make him throw it to guys like Corey Davis and Ty Conklin and Azuma and Bryce Hall. So he's going to play every snap. It's two and a half. It's a low number. Give me Corey Davis over two and a half catches in that same game. You mentioned Conklin. I actually also like the Conklin reception number, reception number as well. It's only two and a half, and it's like plus 150. Uh, Conklin has been really good this year. Uh, in terms of targets, seven, nine, eight, five, one, uh, and then two last week against Green Bay, but they didn't really have much offense at all against Green Bay. Um, and, and I understand that most of his targets came with Flacco, but he still did get five targets, three catches for 52 yards in that Pittsburgh game that Zach Wilson came back for. Um, again, another check down option when things are, when, when pressure is around you and things aren't operating well down the field uh tyler conklin is the perfect ulterior option there as well we are we here's our bet the jets are pressured and zach wilson's dumping passes off like that's that's what we're betting on in this game i'm betting (laughs) i'm betting against zach wilson in the game i'm betting on Corey davis in receptions um a couple of things well two that i want people to keep an eye on if you're keeping notes at home maybe you are uh they're not up yet but when they do post them 
Michael Gallup and Josh Reynolds in that same game. Shine because of the injuries, they've not posted reception props yet for those two guys. Yep. Um, it doesn't, if Reynolds plays, he'll probably play every snap. And I think we think golf's going to be running for his life and throwing the ball in the slot. Uh, Amon Ron St. Brown is back. He'll get uh, plenty of coverage from Dallas, probably get digs, gets Gallup on him, uh, gets Gallup and Reynolds both on flip sides of it. Both reception totals, I'll be looking at. They're not up right now. So my first pick initially is look at those two when they're posted tomorrow. Know that Gallup's going to draw single coverage, and Reynolds may not get the best defensive back because uh, CD uh, because Amon Ron St. Brown is back. They're not going to be able to run on Dallas. They're going to have to throw. They're going to lose that game, be trailing. So those are two guys, same game. I'm interested in overs on receptions when DK posts those. And again, that could be higher scoring. We'll see. Yeah, in that same game is one of my favorite prop bets of the day, and that'd be Ezekiel Elliott over seven and a half receiving yards. Yeah. This season, it, it, it looks like it would be a bad bet because he's only had it once. He's only hit that number once, and he had 32 yards uh, against the the uh, Washington Commanders uh, three weeks ago. Outside of that, he has not eclipsed seven and a half all season, but again, that was without Dak Prescott. They're going to be passing a lot more with Prescott in the game and therefore more opportunities for Zeke to get checkdowns and dump offs and screens, etc. I think Dallas wants to get Zeke more included. That also means not just in the run game, but in the pass game as well. Yeah. So this to me screams the perfect opportunity for one Zeke screen goes 10 yards and you cash. So give me Zeke over seven and a half receiving yards. I don't hate it. I mean, it's one, it's one catch. It's one catch, and he's playing plenty. I, I could see him absolutely clearing that. I, I, it's something I may have to add uh, into my tickets. Meanwhile, we, we last week we targeted – two weeks ago, um, maybe last week, we targeted the Cardinals and Seahawks because they are the two worst defenses by far, Shime, yep. against tight ends. They both allowed 500 or more receiving yards uh, against tight ends this year. There's mm -hmm. only one team, the Falcons, who allowed more than 400. So they are uh, far and away. Ten touchdowns combined. For Arizona and Seattle, specifically Seattle, uh, 32 catches, 526 yards, four touchdowns, and 100-yard game. Uh, I want Gerald Everett over 36.5 receiving yards at minus 125. It's in bed a little bit yeah. already on DK, and I totally understand why. Um, there, I, I, Justin Herbert's going to throw the ball in this game. Everyone throws against Seattle. What was that video game line you had about them from the Ringer podcast? About their defense? Oh, yeah. yeah. So the, the Seattle defense is basically the uh, Mario Kart rainbow strip. So every, like time you, yeah. every time you face them, you just get a speed boost because that's how bad they are. Uh, and by the way, the, the Cardinals numbers are worse because they've had an extra game. They played Thursday night and a lot of touchdown to Juwan Johnson. You can make the argument Seattle is the worst tight end defense in the league. Yep. Keenan Allen is questionable. This is a better bet if he doesn't play because it's a more, uh, probably a handful of extra targets that ever will get if you pull the Keenan Allen out of the target share. But I think 36 and a half is a very fair number. The minus 125 suggests people have already jumped in. It may have opened lower. I'm just seeing it uh, the last couple of days. Gerald Everett over 36 and a half receiving yards against the terrible Seattle tight end defense, Krishan. Yeah, I, I think that's a great bet. I, I I don't know why I didn't even think of it to, to even look at it. Well, why we do this show. that's a good bet. That's why we do this show to save us the time of texting each other these bets anyway. So we do it on very Twitch. True. We do a podcast, help out other people and help out ourselves.
So. so I told you uh, one of the reasons I like Tennessee is because I really like the Tennessee defense against the Indian uh, Indianapolis offense. Well, give me Matt Ryan to throw over a half an interception in this game. Uh, it's minus 135, a little bit of juice there, but it's worth it. I absolutely think Matt Ryan will throw at least one pick in this game, if not more. Uh, so I am all over Matt Ryan over a half an interception in the uh, Indy Tennessee game. He's going to throw a pick. He, his yep. pocket's been too clean the last couple of weeks. Variable's going to get after him. I, I yeah, it's a little juicier, but on prop bets, you've got to be willing to to lay the 130, 125 sometimes like I am with Everett. I like that pick quite a bit. I think that's uh, that's as safe a prop as we have on the board so far, I think. Yeah. Um, the Cleveland Browns are playing the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Browns' defense stinks. I think the Ravens are going to gash them with Kenyon Drake and Lamar Jackson, Mark mm-hmm. Andrews. And I think the, the, the Browns will be similar to the Patriots game. They're going to have to throw the football, and that means they're not going to get Kareem Hunt involved in the running game. Kareem Hunt. Uh, it's kind of like the co-back with Chubb, but he's more of their receiving back. He's when they're winning and they have a lead, they mix in those two guys for rushing attempts. Uh, DK has a cream rush running attempt number at eight and a half. I want the under at plus 110. Uh, and the scenario here being uh, Nick Chubb is in there quite a bit. When they do get Kareem Hunt in there, they'll be throwing the football, not running it. I don't think he's getting nine carries in this game because he's going to be trailing against Baltimore. Uh, and I'm getting plus money. So plus 110, under eight and a half carries for Kareem Hunt against the Ravens in a nice bounce bat spot for Lamar. Hopefully for our Lamar MVP bet, Sean, we could use yes, a couple could. rushing touchdowns, 300 yards passing. We could use, feel free to run it up this weekend, Lamar, for those holding 22 <laughs> to one uh, MVP bets on you. Thank you very I much. I love it. Um, my next bet, I'm going to go to the uh, Miami uh, Steelers game. Mm-hmm. This Steelers defense is really bad. We all know that. Uh, and last week to me felt like a Steelers Super Bowl moment where they beat the Bucs and they were super riding high and now they draw the Dolphins. Tua is back for the Dolphins, oh, yeah. uh, which also means I think Jalen Waddle is going to get peppered with more targets. So I want Jalen Waddle over 61 and a half receiving yards in this game. I was thinking Ty Hill. That number is juiced beyond all belief at minus 145. It and it's be. up to 78 and a half. It should be. It should be. Uh, fun fact, by the way, about Tyreek Hill. He has had 10 catches and 150 or more yards uh, in a game three times this season. That puts him as the most times ever a Miami Dolphin has gone 10 for wow. 50 or more. Wow, Mark, uh, Mark, Mark Duper didn't do that back in the day? The closest, there's like a handful of guys that did it once, and he's done it three times in six games. Who is that, so, who is that tall, thick receiver from Wisconsin? Am I aging myself out for play for the Dolphins? Uh, like Brian Hartline? No, Brian Hartline played at Michigan. Oh, I'll, I'll think uh, of it. I'll think of it. Or somebody will put in the Twitch chat or someone. I, I'll, I'll let me okay. go ahead. You keep talking because I like this bet. Button. Either way, uh, I, with Tua back, he's going to continue to target Hill, but he's also really going to target Waddle. I think Waddle's going to be far more involved this week than he has been necessarily in the last couple weeks. Uh, and so I want the over 61 and a half on Waddle. I also considered. Now this isn't this isn't one of my picks, but it was something I considered, so I wanted to mention it. I want I was considering the over 20 and a half for Mike Isicki. The rumor came out this week that they do in fact plan on trading him before the deadline. Yeah. So for showcasing purposes, at, at last week he had two touchdowns. I figure this week he might have a few more yards as well. But I haven't fully committed to that one. I, but I, I I really like the Waddle play. No, right, Chris Chambers, the guy I'm thinking of. Oh, Chris Chambers. Okay, good. Uh, so just to add on to that, Sean, my next note, cause I, I don't have a lot of like solid props of the, the rest of the way, just some things I want people to look at. Yep. Uh, I love, love this idea of the Dolphins passing game. Um, uh, they get to a back Mike McDaniel against a terrible defense. How bad is their defense Sean? They allow the most yards per game in the NFL, two wide receivers, 210 yards per game 
a touchdown and a half and almost 15 receptions. They are by far the worst defense against wide receivers. I love the Dolph. I, I, I was thinking about betting the Dolphins uh, just outright as one of my picks on yep. Sunday Night Football. Instead, I'm going to build uh, some showdown lineups around those guys. I'm going to have some same-game parlays in that game around those receivers. I am with you on the Dolphins receivers against Pittsburgh. Make sure you're looking at them this week across all platforms. Absolutely. And the last thing I want to do here is something that pains me desperately because Mutt, I have a question for oh, you. you- I am going to I'm going to pain I'm I have an idea it's going to pain you desperately oh, too. Boy. Okay. Uh are you a Kyle Pitts fan? Yeah, we we had Kyle Pitts. Didn't we have Kyle Pitts over last week? We said I don't know. Kyle Pitts for a touchdown. We did. I think we did somebody for an over. We, we so, yes, I like Kyle Pitts. I like. I Kyle. love Kyle Pitts, and I wish Kyle love Pitts was. Him. I wish Kyle Pitts was more involved in the offense. But Arthur Smith doesn't care because he just keeps winning, and he's not include not including Kyle Pitts in the offense. This is Kyle Pitts's yardage through six weeks: 19, 19. He had one week where he had eighty-seven yards on five catches. Twenty-five, nineteen. Sportsbooks have his prop right now at forty-two and a half. Under 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 under, 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 under. Give me the under 42 and a half receiving yards for Kyle Pitts. I love the man. I wish he was more involved, but Arthur Smith doesn't care. He just wants to run the football and then occasionally throw it to Drake London. And for some reason, he's getting targets to Olamide Zacchaeus over Kyle Pitts. So until the day Kyle Pitts continuously has good games, I'm going to bet the under here. Give me the under 42 and a half on Kyle Pitts receiving yards. I will point out that the Bengals have not been great against tight ends, 35 catches, 390 yards for the worst. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's, he's talented. If you have him in fantasy, you are wildly frustrated because he's so good. They don't throw it's him the awful. ball. It's no. so stupid. Zacharias and get, uh, just, it's. it's keys. Parker Hesse. Zacchaeus, was it, it, Parker Hesse <laughs> is like their backup tight end. And he had more yards in a couple games this year than friggin' Kyle Pitts. It makes no sense to me. All right, so uh, my dumb thing—I I mentioned this a couple times—and we'll be—we're gonna—we'll have a show Monday morning, so we'll be able to finalize any Patriots thoughts. So I've been start with the Patriots today, folks. We'll finalize our Patriots thoughts for you on Monday morning here on BetQL Boston Chimes. Is that okay with you? That's perfect by me. If you're—I said this last night on Mud at Night with you. I said it with Lou Christian and Mego. I think the Patriots are the best teaser piece on the board. We, this yep. podcast, this show, does not advise you going crazy with teasers in fact when we, i asked palmer brad about this thursday night who's been a sportsbook guy for 30 years of his life he said yeah we have an employee here that told me he bets teasers and i told him if i knew that i wouldn't have hired you so <laughs> he knows that that long term they're not a winning play correct but the patriots are an excellent teaser piece you get them down below a field goal and the two other games i mentioned if i'm being honest dallas at six and a half and cincinnati at six and a half i think are also really valid teaser pieces so if you, yep. if you if you do play three and four team teasers because they're fun to play because you play that game of who's going to bury me Screw it by up. losing, I think you can start with the Patriots and feel good about them winning by a field goal. I think the the, the Bengals getting it down to a half a point is a is a good idea. I think that the uh, uh, I mentioned the Cowboys getting it down to a half a point convinced me to that. Uh, you can get the Bucks down to seven if you wanted to. I know it's not quite six and a half. It'd be great to get them under a touchdown against the Panthers who have given up on life themselves. Like I'm not a big teaser guy, but off the Patriots game, I think there's some teaser pieces. So I I'm going to have, I, I hate saying this out loud on a podcast. I'm going to have some teasers starting with the Patriots. I know yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you. I, I think there's so many good pieces on the board this week. You're talking Patriots, 
Dolphins. Uh, I love teasing the Jets Dolphins. from one up to seven. Dolphins. Um, I know the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins against the Steelers oh. down to one and a half is great. The Steelers up to seven. The Broncos don't beat up on anybody, and they're not going to beat up on the Jets, especially the way the Jets defense plays. That game is going to be close um, no matter which way you spin it, in my opinion. And so for me, the Jets are also a great teaser piece. You get that up over that key number of six um and three for that matter and, and then like you said cincinnati and dallas also great teaser pieces here so I, I think there's a lot of opportunity on the board if you like placing teaser bets like we do on occasion so uh i, I think it's a good opportunity sean we said a lot here we went all 40 minutes i got soccer to get to anything else for the people on this glorious new england saturday as we got through a couple of days off because sean had jury duty but props and picks all in a nice tidy 40 minute bundle for you any other last-minute notes as people go to start to get ready to put their bets in for tomorrow? Um, no, no, no last-minute notes. I think I think I got it all out there. Uh, we're gonna have some fun this weekend. Let's hit some winners. Let's have a little fun. Uh, I just hit a seven-leg NBA parlay last night, so I'm feeling really good about myself. Let's get it. Subscribe, rate, and review, folks. The best thing you do for us, really, the only thing besides listening and telling a friend and the '80s guys in Boston—they're pretty good. Uh, subscribe, rate, review to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. And a reminder, Monday night during Pats and Bears, Shime and I are chatting in the BetQL app. You go to your app store, wherever you get your apps in your phone, download the BetQL app. There's a chat function right there. Shime and I put our bets in there a couple hours before the game and then uh, actively chatting, almost like our own little chat room for the game on the BetQL app shot. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to download the BetQL app, make an account, and uh, be ready to join us when we do go live uh, during the game and before the game and during halftime and all those things. We're going to be talking about the bets. We're going to be live betting as well. Sure I'm, will be. I'm so excited. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. All right. So you're on the Bruins puck line, money line or puck line today? Uh, I'm on the money line. Minus 115 for the Bruins. Uh, and I will be on Oklahoma State uh, trying to get some more winners from Bomber Brad on this Saturday. Shine, excellent work. Uh, I'm glad that you broke out of jury duty. And we will talk uh, Monday morning to recap the weekend and preview Patriots and Bears. We'll talk to him, buddy. Good luck all this weekend. Sounds good, Mutt. Can't wait. I'll talk to you, bud.